Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm Tommy Glasgow, and this is the Holy City Hoops podcast. It's the podcast about College of Charleston basketball. Hope you all had a great Thanksgiving break. Hope it was filled with lots of good food, family, hopefully some college basketball. Uh, If you're like me, you have made the pivot from watching NFL football on Thanksgiving Day to college basketball. That's what happens when you root for a football team that's terrible. Um, But that's what we're going to talk about today. Cougars are back from a four-day trip out in Anaheim, California as part of the Wooden Legacy Tournament. They played three games. We're going to recap all three games as well as our overall takeaways from that weekend, uh, project where the Cougars are now relative to the rest of the CAA. And here to chat with me about all that is Shay Santor. Uh, You know Shay if you're on Twitter during games, if you're on Instagram after games. He's a current student. He's part of the Charleston Sports Network big-time college basketball fan as well. He joins me today. We're going to break everything down from Anaheim and chat about where the Cougars stand here as we close out fall semester. Before we get started, special shout-out to the ESPN broadcasting crew, especially Mike O'Donnell, who gave Holy City Hoops a shout-out on the UCF broadcast last week. And by shout-out, I mean he used two of the nicknames we use on this podcast frequently. If you haven't seen it, check out our Twitter or our Instagram. Mike O'Donnell from ESPN not only called Grant Riller Ghostface Rilla on national television, he followed it up with a Honey Badger reference to Zepp Jasper. Uh, so longtime listeners know that those are two go-to nicknames originally from this podcast. So shout out Mike O'Donnell for repeating that on air. Shout out to Everett German and the SID department at CFC for passing those nicknames along. That is awesome that was a a really cool achievement so check out those clips at holy city hoops on instagram twitter facebook y'all know the drill make sure you're following us make sure you hit that subscribe button uh, on your podcast app of choice i like spotify maybe you like apple Podcasts, google stitcher wherever give us a listen let us know how we're doing let us know if there's anything you ever want us to chat about but for right now we'll get to it so it's me shea santor We're talking Wooden Legacy Tournament here on the Holy City Hoops podcast. All right, I'm very pleased to welcome in a good friend of the program to talk CFC Hoops from the Charleston Sports Network, Shea Santor. What's going on, man? Hey, thanks for having me. Good stuff. Thanks for for doing this. So Mm -hmm. we've got a couple games to recap. It was a busy weekend uh, for the Cougars out in Anaheim, but uh, how was your Thanksgiving? Oh, it was great. Ate a lot of food, you know, just sat, chilled out, watched some CFC basketball, you know? That's that's the recipe, man. That's what it's all <laughs> yeah, about. Yeah. Cool, man. So Cougars come out of this tournament one and two. Uh, they finished sixth place in the Wooden Legacy Tournament. I guess before we, we jump into each individual game, I mean, just off the top, what are your overall takeaways from from the trip? Overall takeaways, I really like how OC and Jalen McManus really stepped up on offense and defense in all three games. And I really like how Coach Grant now is starting to play Kwame McClooney more. He got 18 minutes in that last game against uh, UCF, which is a lot of minutes for a kid that really hasn't had much play time at all this season, which is really exciting to see. I feel like this Sunday at home against Coker is going to be a very good game to see him improve as a player yeah I noted that too um 
So one of the things that stood out to me was the rotation changes that Coach yeah. Grant went to in the Providence game. So oh yeah, Quan got a ton of minutes. Brendan Tucker, um, even D'Angelo Epps got extended time. Yeah, when bo- most of those guys were riding the bench uh, up to that point, and it kind of came at the expense of like Sam Miller, Jalen Richard, and 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 Reddish. Mm. But those guys gave a lot of energy, and I think in the UCF game you saw, you know, Coach Grant loosen the leash a little bit on them, let them play out some some more minutes and uh it looks like the the end of the rotation is maybe a little bit better than we thought and it can give some some valuable minutes there yeah no doubt especially uh i noticed in the providence game jaylen richard didn't have any minutes he didn't play a single minute that game so which is really interesting because he usually gets a lot of minutes he usually gets five ten max during the game and he didn't get any play time during that game which is weird yeah, I think I think Coach Grant had said after the game, he was like, you know, we got down early, we needed like a spark. So I just threw in the young guys to see what they could do. And I think he came away kind of impressed with with what yeah. they did. Um, they kind of earned earned their, their keep mm-hmm. there. Um, so yeah, that that Providence game was kind of an outlier, but hey, it ended up in a big East victory for the Cougs. So I'll take it. Exactly. Yeah, that was a big win right there. For me, other takeaways. I mean, this is going to sound obvious, but when the Cougars are making shots, they look like a completely different team. Oh, yeah. They still, we'll, we'll get into this when we talk about each individual game, but that Providence game versus the Wake Forest and UCF games, the shots were falling, the guys were getting out in transition, they were mm-hmm. getting to the free throw line, like everything just seemed so much more in sync. Yep, I saw on ESPN that we shot about 50% during that game, which is phenomenal for a CFC team. Oh yeah, that's got to be one of the better performances uh, from the field like this yeah. season. Wake Forest and UCF, and maybe we'll talk a little bit about the first UCF game. There mm-hmm. was definitely opportunities for the Cougars to to build oh, a yeah. lead or to take a lead, and the, just these droughts they fall into uh, prevent them from doing that. When the offense is is running and gunning and and the shots are falling, totally different team. They look like the best team in the CAA, and then they'll just go through these spells where nothing seems to find the bottom of the rim. Yeah. And uh, and that's when they, they really struggle. So yeah. that stood out to me. But um, overall, I think the, the Big East win, win over Providence is awesome. First mm-hmm. first time the Cougars have done that since 2002. Obviously, the the young players getting some minutes was, was something that really stood out. I didn't think Coach Grant was going to do that, but he did, and it worked out. And... Um, like I said, the defense, I think, in the CAA is, is going to be a strong point for this team. Yeah, no doubt about it. Well, let's uh, let's dive into the first game, Wake Forest. I, I think, like many fans, thought that this was a winnable game for the Cougars. You know, despite yeah. Wake Forest being in the ACC, they've struggled under Coach Danny Manning for the last couple of years. And the Cougars, again, had their opportunities. I think they were down two at the half, mm-hmm. uh, down three with like three minutes to play. Just couldn't pull it off. The offense really sputtered uh, in parts. 56 points. I think that's just a point away from the season low they had against Oklahoma State. Just couldn't get it done offensively. Um, you know, what are, what are your thoughts on this game? My thoughts on this game, are, our bench really didn't step up much. Our bench only had seven points combined. Our rebounding was very bad. We only had, we were minus 12 on rebounding that game. Yeah. But I really liked how we held Wake the, no points that last eight and a half minutes of the first half. That was really interesting from us, even though we 
kind of were down by a lot. We came back, held it, I think, to two, and then went to halftime down by two. But we came back on a Nio run and holding them to zero points, which is really good. That's interesting that you bring up that point because I, I have the same stat <laughs> that I jotted down. Is uh, Yeah, we went that last eight minutes of the first half, and Wake Forest only scored three points, and yet we did not retake the lead. Yeah, I thought we would. I totally thought we would try to at least get like a 10-point lead on them, but our offense was just struggling. Yeah, that that kind of shows you the shortcomings of the offense, and yep. especially when this team is missing dunks, missing layups, missing oh, open, yeah. missing free throws, mm-hmm. and you throw in a bad, like an off night from Grant Riller. He tweaked his ankle. He only had 11 points. It's mm-hmm. just going to be, there's not enough scores to, to make up for that kind of stuff. Exactly, yeah, yeah. So Wake Forest, the bigger team, um, you noted the the rebounding advantage. Yeah. Zepp Jasper, though, leading scorer yeah. in this game for the Cougs. I really liked how our secondary scorers stepped up. Him, Zepp, uh, him, Brevin, and uh, Jalen McManus, they looked really good for us during that game, especially when Grant was down. It was awesome to see him step up as lead players during that game. Yeah, yeah, Zepp, it seemed like he, he kind of got back to driving and, mm-hmm. you know, being a little bit more aggressive. I, I hate when he just kind of camps out on, on the perimeter and just swings the ball around. Like, yeah, I, yeah. It's just, it's a waste of possession in my opinion, if they do that. Yeah. So he, this game and even the Providence game, it looked like he was being more aggressive. He was trying to get to the foul line, trying to get to the cup. Um, yeah. So I really like seeing that out of him. And yeah, Brevin and Jalen both stepped up with 10 points, but no one else with more than five. Yeah. Yeah. A couple other notes. Um, Shot 38% from the field, 38% from three, 50% from the line. The Cougars were seven for 14, which is yeah. very uncharacteristic for yeah. uh, an Earl Grant team. Didn't get in transition, which is what I think they kind of need to to boost their scoring. Um, but yeah, I mean, to look at a positive, I know Wake Forest is a, was a weaker ACC team, but we still held them to 65 points. So to hold an, an, a, a power five team under 70 points, um, you know, I'll take that, I guess. And they only lost to Arizona by seven last night. And Arizona is a pretty darn good team. I was rooting for the Wake Forest upset. I feel man, like that way. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, this would be a huge loss for us because it'd be big. Yeah. It'd help our record. It wasn't meant to be. Um, yeah. Well, the the other positive from this game was that actually in the game before, Providence got upset by Long Beach State. Yeah, I was watching that game, and I was like, wow. So going into going into this game, I was like, you know, good or bad, either we win and we advance, or we lose and we get a crack at a at a Big East team. So yeah, yeah. at least uh, the cards kind of fell the Cougars' way uh, in that respect. But uh, before we talk about that game, do you have anything else from uh, Wake Forest? Uh, I really like how we got one of their forwards in foul trouble, Odie Ogulama. He had four fouls in the game. He only played eight minutes, and he didn't get any single points. So that's really good for us to try to get their bigs in foul trouble, especially coming down the season when we have a lot of bigs in our league. Try to get them in foul trouble so we can get to the rim easier and score more. I really like that with our team. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, that was that was nice. They could have used that against uh, Colin Smith from UCF. Though. Oh yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Colin, Smith. guy ate our lunch two times, yes, two did. times in eight days. <laughs> exactly. Um, all right, let's let's talk. Let's let's get more positive here. Let's talk about this Providence game. 
Yep. Much needed win. I thought, you know, if they drop this one, you're looking at potentially a four game losing streak for the Cougs. Uh-huh. Uh, 63 55. Another game where the Cougar defense looked really good. And then uh-huh. Mr. Grant's POI Riller carried the team with 29 points, which is almost half of Charleston's total. Yes. Big time performance from Grant. Um, it seemed like a couple of people were also tuning into this game. Like it seemed like that Friday night kind of had like a casual fans tuning in. Yeah. I don't know if you caught that on like Twitter and stuff, but it seemed like more people were chattering about Grant Riller than than normal. Yeah, because especially Providence being a Big East team, everyone pay att- pays attention to the Big East since they're a good conference. Yeah. So his numbers were obviously ridiculous, but you mentioned uh, you m- mentioned OC Smart at the top. OC was the second leading scorer in this game for Charleston. Nine points. Yeah, he was great. He did awesome boxing out their bigs. He got to the rim a lot easier. It was it was good to see that with our bigs. You know what I think was key for OC was he stayed out of foul trouble and he played 34 minutes. Yep. Uh-huh. That's that's huge that's for him. Um, if he can stay disciplined defensively, he's got like the endurance to play that many minutes and you can see how productive he can be. He almost had a double-double in this game. Um, so that I think is the key for OC moving forward is him just keeping his hands up, you know, not having any dumb fouls and then he'll get extended minutes. Coach Grant trusts him and he can be a defensive presence. He can get those little like drop off passes for dunks and he can, he can be kind of a weapon. Yeah, no doubt. Other things that stood out in this one for me, only six players scored for Charleston. Yeah. Only four points from the bench. That's not good, really. But I really liked how we rebounded. We were plus 12 on rebounds, which was phenomenal. For That's insane. Team. That is that. Yeah, especially coming off a minus 12 game against Wake Forest. It's really good. That almost feels like an outlier. It's like so different yeah. from <laughs> from everything it's we've seen so far. Believe. Yeah, like every game I've seen, like we really struggle with defensive rebounding. But that game, we looked phenomenal with boxing out and rebounding. Yeah, I don't know how it happened. It, I mean, yeah, it might have something to do with OC playing well. It might have something to do with like just team rebounding was a little bit better. But uh, yeah, that stat about the rebounding is crazy, especially considering this is a Big East team with with Big yeah, East no athletes. Mm-hmm. Made our free throws in this game too, eighteen for nineteen from the line. That was what got us into trouble against Wake Forest and UCF. Was those teams are shooting like twenty five free throws a piece on us, which is just Again, too much for the Cougars to try to make up from the field. To see them get to the line and capitalize was was really cool, too. Yeah, I think Riller, he shot 9 for 10, so 90%, which is really good for him. Yeah. He had a... Uh, did you see the the block he had toward the end of the game where he blocked the, oh, the three-point yeah. attempt? Dude, that was crazy. <laughs> that was uh, that got Twitter uh, chatting a little bit when I saw that. Yep, he, he, yep. he he just dominated. He was the best player on the on the court. No doubt. Yeah, I'm really surprised he that did that after an injury. I thought he'd be like kind of sluggish and all that, but he stepped up big. That's right. Yeah. So tweaked his ankle against Wake Forest and uh, only had two points after halftime against Wake Forest. So you kind of I was kind of worried about that, but he did not seem faced by that in this game. No, not at all. Not at all. So let's talk about those young guys because they were kind of a, a story of the game. Mm-hmm. As I mentioned, Miller, Richard, Reddish were kind of the the bench rotation leading up to this. They played yeah. a combined five minutes in this game. So it seemed like Coach Grant was just like, 
I'm going to shake things up totally. I'm just going to do like a full line change. And yeah. uh, he played Epps 16 minutes, McClooney 14 minutes, and Tucker 10 minutes. The only one of those players to score was Brendan Tucker. He was those four bench points you talked yeah. about. But I thought the uh, overall kind of toughness, defense, uh, yeah. all that was kind of what they brought to the table. I really like uh, D'Angelo Epps' defense. He's very good on defense. Yeah, he's going to... He's like starting to to chip in more with points. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And once he starts doing that, he's going to be very good for the next three and a half years. Yep. Yeah, excited about D'Angelo Epps. Get on the bandwagon for D'Angelo Epps. Exactly, yes. <laughs> Get on that D'Angelo Epps bandwagon right now. Proud of those guys. Um, Quam McClooney seems to be kind of building off this. Uh, and even Brendan yeah, Tucker like a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because Quan didn't get any play time last year, and he was a freshman, so it was kind of cool to see him get more play time as a sophomore now. It's kind of exciting to see that Coach Grant trusts his bench more. So there was, I don't know if I've brought this up on the podcast, but um, in the blue ribbon preview for, for CFC, um, Coach Grant has a had a quote in there where he said, last year, Quan McClooney's freshman year, uh, he was like on the verge of getting a starting spot. And then I think he got a concussion and like knocked some teeth out at practice. Oh. Dang, that's, and that's scary. Yeah, so he, I think that contributed to him kind of being behind the eight ball most of his true freshman year. But he's got length. He's he rebounds. Good defensive player. And then he uh, he had five points in that UCF game, so he might be uh, rounding into form there. Mm-hmm, no doubt. What else from this game? Any anything stand out to you? Uh, the end of the game, we kind of were struggling. Providence kind of kept it close at the end, but we kind of pulled it off. But it really got me nervous at the end. I was like, oh, God, is Charleston going to choke this game away? But they <laughs> pulled away, and they and they had it. So I think definitely trying to limit, like trying to make their plays slow down on the last like two minutes of the game so teams can't just come back in the last two minutes and win it. Did you watch the uh, the VCU game last year? Yeah, I did kind of reminded me of the end of that game where it's just like oh my gosh like we can't even get the ball to half court right now yeah like we're up and we're like oh gosh if we're gonna lose this game it's gonna be so bad yeah. um i don't know I, I guess coach grant drew something up in in the huddle um but yeah no i, I actually noted the same thing um providence kind of pushed back yep and you kind of start sweating and you're like oh jeez, mm-hmm. because charleston was up at least 10 most yeah, of the second were, half. Yeah, they were up by a good amount, good margin. So they were kind of cruising, and then you, you figure like, oh man, this is like when Providence makes their run. But to Charleston's credit, they they held it off. They did what mm-hmm. they needed to do. They kept getting to the line and yep. taking good shots and playing good defense and rebounding, and mm-hmm. uh, they end up getting a, a pretty nice win. Yeah, awesome one. Well, let's move on to the last game. Cougars had a a day off in between. Yep. And then they get UCF part de uh eight days after playing them the first time i don't know about you but going into this game i was pretty amped because i figured i was like the the payback factor is there Mm -hmm. Uh, charleston only lost at ucf by one now you take away you know like the home crowd uh advantage that the the knights had and then i i don't know i just figured that coach grant would make the necessary adjustments to learn from that game and then uh-huh. capitalize uh it did not go as planned exactly yeah um so charleston loses this one 77 56 
Uh, their 21 point loss was their worst of the season. And first thing Coach Grant said in the post game was the energy level that we needed to bring was not there. Uh, I don't know if it's like third game in four days or just tired legs or whatever, but it seemed like the Cougars from the from the bounce were just not on on the same level. Yeah, very sluggish in my opinion. They looked. I think it's just being there for four days, being in three hour difference. I think that really messes them up. Yeah, it could also be, you know, the the downside to playing these younger guys or just having a younger team in general. Besides Grant, is this is the first time they're playing in something in a yeah. in a tournament like this, and they may not know the toll it takes on your mm-hmm. body because uh, UCF jumped out to I don't know what kind of lead, but. Charleston started over 10 from the field. Yeah. There was that sequence where McManus and smart blew like four consecutive. I really um, surprised there was not any goaltending on that. It was just, I I was amazed that we missed four in a row right there. Yeah. And I, I tweeted out, I was like, all right, it's going to be that, that kind of night. All right. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Cougars never really found their footing. The offense never really looked like it was gelling or, or any signs of cohesion at all grant riller was in double figures but uh the rest of the team it was pretty yuck colin smith man that kid is good yeah what are your thoughts on colin smith we could not contain him at all he could (laughs) drive in and dunk that's what really scares me when it goes into conference play because our bigs they can't really contain a six six eleven seven foot guy so that really is a killer. Also, defensive rebounding, we could not do at all this game. We struggled a lot with that. Yeah, I kind of, uh, I find myself holding my breath whenever there's like a defensive rebound available because yeah. it seems like there's been too many times this year where teams have just gotten gotten the offensive rebound. I think it's just like we can't, we go up for it and then like it just falls out of our hands. It's weird. I don't know like if we just have soft hands or just – I don't know. Yeah, there's been a lot of those where we get a hand on it. Yeah, and, and then don't they, come don't come away with it. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, the you would think the potential is there after the Providence game. You like you think yeah. uh, you think like that's the Disneyland. The, Maybe they went to Disneyland that Saturday and they probably just were just exhausted after that. They had like like corn dog grease on their fingers still. Yeah, they, they were tired of the, the roller coasters and all that. I'd feel the same way too. I'd be exhausted. They were still dizzy from from riding the rides. I mean, it, the logic checks out. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I would be good. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, Colin Smith did not do any of that because he, especially in the second half, um, it was really encouraging to see OC have like those two dunks to open the second half, yeah. and I got pretty excited. But then Colin Smith just started draining like baseline jumpers, and mm-hmm. he got OC back in foul trouble, and UCF just pulled away. Yeah. To look at any positives, I mean, Cougars only had 10 turnovers, which I guess is nice. Mm-hmm. Your your boy, Quan McClooney, hit a three, had five points off the bench. Yep. Uh, Zepp hit both of his three-point attempts, so he kind of remained hot after, um, you know, he had, he had a good uh, weekend overall. Yeah, he played awesome defense all three games. He looked good. The shot making overall from this team just still seems to come and go, and this was a game where it, did not show up. Uh, Galloway was 0 for 5 from deep. Mm-hmm. McManus was scoreless in the second half. Uh, Smart, after that great performance against Providence, 
only played 17 minutes. He was in foul trouble yep. almost from the first five minutes. Yeah. Any other thoughts? That's really it. Disappointing, um, you know, finish to the tournament. Yeah. Hopefully we can just chalk it up to, you know, tired legs and UCF to their credit. Dawkins is a good coach and, and they clearly had a, a better game plan going in uh, after the, the first go round. But um, they were just hitting everything. They were getting every offensive board. They just totally outclassed Charleston mm-hmm. this game. Yeah. Um, you know, I guess the encouraging part is Coach Grant afterward was just like, yep, we're going to just forget about this one. We'll, uh, you know, learn from it and move on because mm-hmm. <laughs> it was some, some bad habits on our part and we're better than that. So yep. we'll, we'll go back to the drawing board. Yep. Any other thoughts on on anaheim before we start uh looking ahead that's it i think we looked good in the first two games and then the last game we just lost it so i think we just got to focus on what's next as a team yeah well the cougars have a lot of time off so Mm -hmm. typical of uh of this part of the year with with semester breaks and holidays and um exams cougars are they're not in action for what almost a week yeah, they their next game's December eighth, so Sunday. Sunday against a non division one team. Yep. Kind of a, a tradition of Coach Grant. Um doesn't normally schedule a, a D one game mm-hmm. or a non D one game, but uh if he does, it's it's during exams. Yeah. Which is fine. You know, I'd I'd rather that be like a lower tier D one team, but I get the need to have the guys focus on exams and then kind of have a, a tune up game yep. uh, in between. So what do you uh what do you make of the team right now? Uh whether juxtaposed to your expectations or to the rest of the conference or just in general, what what's your outlook? Coming in now to the end of conference play, I think we just gotta focus on more defensive rebounding, boxing out, and really trying to stop the three point defense. That's a real killer when they kick out. I saw it a lot in that UCF game, especially if Colin Smith came out to uh um, I forgot what player, but he, the number three guy, I forgot his name, but he kept kicking out to him every, the whole entire game and he kept hitting threes. So we really got to focus on that defense. But offensively, we really just had to find better shots, better shot selection instead of just throwing it up behind the arc. But it's a promising team. We get to see it again Sunday, see how they do against a lower division team, like you said and hopefully get us ready for the big games against Richmond and at home against uh, VCU. Yeah, I had a little bit of uh, like offensive envy to UCF in that game. Like the ball would go inside, they'd kick it out for an open yep. three, they were moving it around, they were like they had that transition dunk to go up like 20 in the second half. I was just like, man, this is night and day difference from yeah. what we look like yeah. right now. Um, but I've, I said this last week, I mean, you see shades of it in that first half versus Oklahoma state or in the Providence game where it's like, Whoa, when this team Uh, is like firing on all cylinders, they're really, really good. We just need to see it more consistently. Mm -hmm. Uh, So hopefully, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Hopefully that comes in this Coker game on Sunday where you hope the, everybody kind of resets themselves. Hopefully the young guys get a lot of minutes and, and get to uh, uh, build their confidence back up. Um, a guy like Jalen Richard, who went yeah. scoreless 
for the weekend. Um, I would love to see him start hitting some shots. He he kind of he just stopped going, like stopped driving to the rim. You remember in the first couple games of the year, he was just like head down. I'm gonna try to dunk, and he would just he had like 15 yeah. free throw attempts in like the first yeah. first game. I'd love to see him get back to that. Um, and and get his get his confidence back up and and start seeing the ball go yeah, into the basket again. Couple home games that we have left or for non conference should hopefully help him do that. So I'd love to see that. I'd love to see OC, um, you know, continue to play with confidence too and stay on the court, get some blocks, Mm -hmm. uh, get some dunks. I think um, that's kind of what I'm looking for in in that Coker game. And then overall, uh, you touched on this a little bit. Um, uh, Looking around the CAA, I think teams like Northeastern and Hofstra, both of them have kind of questionable losses. Hofstra just won the Boca Raton Classic a couple, like an hour ago against uh, Canisius, yeah. Canisius, yeah. So it's not that big of a win, but... Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if they were favored to win that. They Maybe they were. Hof, yeah, Hofstra was. I think Hofstra was six-point favorites going into that. Okay. But it was a pretty close game, I saw. Yeah, so they're, they're maybe they're turning a corner. They had that not-so-good mm-hmm. opening uh, game loss. But they beat U- UCLA. Yeah. Uh, so we got to give that's a we got to give him credit for that. Um, and then you have uh, Towson, who's probably a little bit better than we thought. They you know they played Florida pretty close yep. down in Charleston, um, mm-hmm. or maybe that was in Gainesville. Yeah, it was in Gainesville. I, I was watching the game. And then you have that kind of middle group of like, I don't know, Drexel is somewhere in there. Delaware, I'm waiting for them to play somebody. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised they're getting votes for the AP Top Twenty Five. I'm. <laughs> They haven't played really anyone that good, that strong of a team. Whoever gave them a top 25 vote just it's is totally checked AD. out. It probably is their AD. Could have been, could have been. Yeah, 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 never know. Yeah, never know. Um, relative to the rest of the CAA, um, but yeah, as you said, big guys could maybe give this team a problem, and William and Mary kind of scares me. I have that in my notes as well. William Mary, they have Nathan Knight, 6'10", and then... A new transfer coming in, Andy Van Villip, who's seven foot. And as you saw, we could not contain guys that tall, especially in that UCF game. Our bigs cannot contain guys that big. So it's going to be interesting to see how we do against that. Yeah, no, I agree. That's that's the team that seems like the mm-hmm. matchup issue. Yep. Um, that's the only team that has that kind of size in the CAA. So maybe the Cougars can just get by with like, I mean, they're going to have to lean on OC and Sam big time in that yeah. game. And then, you know, maybe maybe start doubling guys. But, uh, you know, I still think I, I don't know of any other CAA team that would be better than four and four with the Cougar schedule so far. Yeah. Um, so I still I, I know we have been kind of Debbie Downer on the Cougars these last couple of minutes. But yeah, relative to the rest of the league, I still feel generally OK about this team. Yeah, me too. No doubt. It's. I'm pretty excited to see how we do against conference play, especially um, how we did against non-conference teams like Oklahoma State, Providence, UCF. It's promising for us, no doubt. Right. No. No team in the CAA has the size that Wake Forest, Oklahoma State, and UCF have. Yeah, I bet you we have the strongest strength of schedule in the whole CAA. Yeah. You know the. The issue of secondary scoring mm-hmm. is still a bit worrisome. So I was I was going through some uh, some box scores mm-hmm. 
and just looking at who the second score was in games where Riller was leading the team in scoring, which is most games. Yeah. It's like Galloway, Galloway, McManus, McManus, and then you get Smart, Zep Jasper, Jasper again, McManus, Smart. There's not that that go-to second guy when yeah. Grant's being double and triple teamed. Mm-hmm. And I know Coach Grant going into the season was like, it's going to be a team effort. It'll be a different guy every night. But yeah. I kind of feel like some nights it's just no guy and it's everybody scores like five points. Yeah. And that's not a good thing. Mm-hmm. That's what happened in the Providence game. Railer had, of course, that hell of a game. And then you got the other guys scoring five, eight, ten, like not really big scores for our starting lineup yeah so that, that worries me against uh some caa teams because a lot of these caa teams can score uh, a lot and i see news like oh two players from hofstra combined for 40 plus points in this win and it's like yeah. man i don't i don't know if we have a guy who can score 20 besides grant riller mm-hmm. um i do think we probably have the one or first or second best defense in the caa yeah, no um it, it's just going to be a matter of can the offense score enough to make up for that? Yeah. Um, so that's, that's for me is the, is the question. Um, these next couple of weeks, the Cougars are going to be back at the drawing board, back at practice, yeah, um, back at home, tweaking some yeah. things. Yeah. They've got a lot of tape to watch now. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the advantage of like doubling the amount of games you played over like a weekend. Yeah. So hopefully, um, you know, I have I have faith in Coach Grant and his staff to kind of figure out what what they need to to push and pull to to make this team more efficient and more consistent. Same here. Anything else? Anything uh, on your mind about this team or or the upcoming schedule or the CAA? I'm really excited to see that VCU game. I really hope that the students come out, the local students, of course, and I hope a lot of alumni fans just come out to that game because that's a very big game for us. If we can get the win in that, that'll be a huge momentum swing for us, especially with South Carolina State left and then conference play. So I think that'll be a huge game for a lot of people to come up to. I am hoping that VCU is ranked when they come to Charleston. Yeah, they dropped out this week. I saw yeah. they lost to Purdue, I believe. But that's it. Yeah. Yeah, they've uh, they had sort of a, a slow end to the week, mm-hmm. but yeah that'd be great if we got a top 25 team coming into charleston a team that only lost one home game last year and it was to the Cougs. um so they'll be looking for their payback as well um but yeah i agree that should be um we should i know oklahoma state is maybe like the bigger name but yeah they're working good so far oklahoma state i'm impressed oklahoma yeah every time they win uh yeah they beat a little bit team you know it's it's good to see we got to root for them the rest of the year. Exactly. Yeah. Hope they go undefeated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think college basketball fans know that VCU is, is a top 25 caliber mm-hmm. team. And yeah. uh, so hopefully that, that shows in the, uh, in the attendance. I wish it was during a time when students were there. Yeah. But can't, can't pick. Yeah. No doubt. Uh, all right. Well, we need you to, to rally the troops and the, uh, the local students to, to get them to pack the arena. Oh, I'll try my best, Tommy. I'll, I'll try my best. <laughs> right on, man. Well, appreciate you coming on. Of course, uh, thanks for having me. Appreciate you, uh, you know, sharing our stuff on, on social media and, and keeping the, the online chatter alive. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, dude. I will let you go. Thanks again for joining, and uh, yeah, thank we'll you. talk again soon. Of course. All right.